The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Bavada at Odds Podcast. My name is Seth Everett. I'm joined by the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow, as we break down the latest odds in all the major sports. NFL week to week as the playoffs are upon us. We'll break down the latest odds plus the futures. It's the Bavada at Odds podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Fantasy Football Almanac is out there. Check the show notes below. You can get it on Amazon.com. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking NBA. We're talking about the payment gap in, uh, you know, in, the, in the soccer program, the women's national soccer team and the men's national soccer team. We're talking about all that today on the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, buddy, how's it going? What is up, my brother? Uh, you know, um, pretty good week. I, I, I've started lifting weights again. Um, and so my, you know, you know how it is, man. My body feels like it got hit by a freight train. You told me yeah. right before we started the show, you're icing your knee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're... I'm doing the, I'm doing these two a days, you know, so, uh, my knees are, are taking a little bit of a beating, but they're starting to feel better. I just have to, to ice them regularly and yeah. stretching, stretching is just a big part of my life right now. You know, yeah, so I, what I'm doing now is I'm doing kind of a variant of P90X, which P90X, I, if, if you've. If you see the infomercials and all that stuff and you think, God, oh, it's garbage, it really is good. But most, more than anything, it's about getting active and it's about changing your diet. That's what it is, right? Um, but what I have noticed is when I used to do this thing in my 20s, because, uh, you know, sometimes I'll cycle on, I'll cycle. When I used to do it in my 20s, I, I would never warm up and I would never cool down. I just wouldn't, right. <laughs> you know? And now if I go in there cold and I don't do the warm up, man, I am paying for it. So I got to say my body's actually responding pretty well. Um, I also don't do the plyometrics because I know my, my ankles, my knees, my hips, like you're doing a bunch of jumping cause you're, you know, yeah. you're doing basketball and stuff. Like I, I, I don't do any of that anymore. Instead I'll do power lifting cause I have a nice, you know, barbell setup and all that in my house. But, um, yeah, man, my body's responding well to it so far other than I just know I'm not getting enough sleep, but I'm still getting like seven hours. It's just, my body wants like 10 because of right. all the extra load in it. And I just, I can't do that. So I'm kind of living off a of coffee. I'm probably talking too fast. I've noticed this week yeah. at work, I'm talking over people <laughs> you know, on the phone. I'm just like, dial it back, dude, dial it back. Yeah, and you haven't really done weights in what, like uh, years, year and a half, a couple of years? Like yeah, I would weeks? say yeah. because, yeah, again, I, I don't think I— thought you had a hernia. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I don't think I went into that drama on the show, but I, I thought I had a hernia. I went to the doctor. It's finally going to get it operated on this year. I went to the surgeon. The surgeon's all up in my business, and then he comes back to me. He goes, my dude, I do not feel a hernia verbatim that's what he said my dude no hernia brother i don't know what's going on maybe a strain and i'm like all right all right you can remove your hand doctor (laughs) yeah yeah you're like cool i haven't uh i haven't done my use yeah right part of my lifestyle for the past two years but it's been a while so i don't know what this has been maybe some intense like strain it's probably like a like a partial tear in a core muscle or something like that that i did through heavy lifting and all that but anyway, um, long story short, I'm fine. I'm just never going to lift heavy again because my body does not respond to, you know, look, I'm, I'm 30, I'm in my late 30s now, okay? I do not need, I do not need to be trying to heave up 350 pounds right. on a deadlift because I hurt myself. Right. I do not need to try to 
squat press, um, you know, 200 pounds. I don't need to do that. Right. And so that's why I can't go to these trainers because a lot of times these personal trainers are like younger and they're like, don't oh, just put the weight up, put the weight up, man. You push yourself. I'm like, come on, man. It's like, I, I, I have an older body and I know my body. Right. I, I got to pick that. up kids, man. I don't, you yeah. know, like I don't, I don't need to be able to move a car. I'm yeah. exercising <laughs> for longevity at this point, man. Right. And quality of life. Right. I want to be, I want to still be able to mow my lawn in my nineties, like my grandpa. You know, right. so that's stretching and that's making sure I'm not trying to hoist up and, you know, <laughs> um, military press 250 pounds. I don't need that. I don't want that. And, uh, you know, it's hard for sometimes these personal trainers. And in fact, that's why I, I completely, you know, left CrossFit and stuff, man. It's, uh, you know, these, these trainers are dorks, but anyway, um, I wanted to talk because we do, um, I did publish the fantasy football almanac and draft guide, I think last weekend. Got that up on Amazon.com. You can check uh, in the show notes below. It's there um, through the end, uh, basically Father's Day weekend. So if you're catching this show on the weekend, you can get it at a discount. Um, I am going to be increasing the price on Monday. But uh, fantasy, once again, the 2021 Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide is out there. I want to do these player vignettes, and I want to talk about Travis Etienne. Uh, because early in the draft season, when I started writing the book, you know, based on Etienne getting drafted, uh, you know, in the early rounds, I think he was like early second rounder for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, he's going to be great. He was great at Clemson. He's going to be great for Jacksonville and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh God, it happens every year. Something like this happens. And we, we look, especially at running backs, we look at uh, average draft. I'm sorry. We look at the, the draft collateral, right? You're, you're looking at the NFL team and where they drafted the player. The running back position doesn't matter as much for a couple of reasons. Now outside, like when I was playing fantasy football in the nineties, this mattered today, not so much because you have like three running backs on a roster that are going to contribute throughout the season. That's just how, you know, load balancing works in the NFL. They don't want to absolutely run a guy into the ground outside of like Derrick Henry. That's a rare situation where you get a dude just like going crazy and playing like 90, you know, 98% of the carries go to Derrick Henry. And for good reason, by the way, for Tennessee, he, he definitely pays off. But Travis Etienne, at first, he was going, his average draft position was higher than James Robinson. And I'm just like, okay, pump the brakes, everybody. Pump the brakes. Um, and, uh, and let me say this. Travis Etienne, I thought, coming into the draft, I don't know if he's my favorite running back. Like, if I was an NFL GM, would he be my number one running back on my board? I don't know, because I do like Najee Harris. And I do like a couple of the other guys, but if he's not one, number one by himself, I'm talking about Travis Etienne, he'd be 1A. I mean, he's certainly, you know, I he he's so good that I don't know that I would say, hey, he's my number two running back. And I'm talking about just NFL talent, not his situation. Um, now, I said the same thing last year about J.K. Dobbins. He was absolutely my favorite talent running back going into the NFL. I thought DeAndre Swift, if you read my 2020 Almanac last year, I said DeAndre Swift was my... Uh, I thought he was the most well-rounded, the most NFL-ready running back to play three downs in the NFL, um, which I'll talk about him in a little bit because he played in Daryl Bevel's offense last year in Detroit, um, and that is a big storyline where Travis Etienne is uh, is involved. And then I also thought Jonathan Taylor, kind of like Etienne, what I'm seeing now, I thought Jonathan Taylor was kind of like my my 1A. J.K. Dobbins, I still feel, is, is the better talent. But I will admit, um, and freely admit, 
and in, in, in my 2021 rankings reflect this, um, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is in the better situation based on how his offense uses him. So I think he should probably be the number one back. Although, you know, beware because Marlon Mack is back. Mack attack from that uh, from that Achilles injury. If he can go, then he's going to get more snaps than than you want him getting, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor owners in dynasty formats. But still, you know, I think he's definitely, you know, kind of a lock to be a fantasy star. Certainly when uh, when he got the carries last year, he was a monster. So, But back to Travis Etienne, <clears throat> you know, people at the start of the season, they forgot about, they forgot about James Robinson. The dude can run. Um, and I think they forgot a little bit about the, the change in offense. And this is what the Almanac of Sam, as you know, does more than other books. Um, and other publications out there is we examine the offense. Uh, we break down what the load balancing is going to be for the players. We break down what the play calling is going to be for the players. And the example I always use is in the Dirk Cutter years in Atlanta. Um, you know, he was the offensive coordinator. He left. He was the head coach at Tampa Bay. He came back and was the offensive coordinator again for Atlanta. And those years, man, the Atlanta Falcons passed like crazy. Just just threw the ball. And Tampa Bay, by the way, when he's at the head coach, same thing. So the running backs are deflated there just, again, based on offensive system. Now, I know last year, Todd Gurley, all that, you know, it's an outlier. Let me just say that. Uh, but, you know, Daryl Bevel, year after year, from his Minnesota years when he had Adrian Peterson, from his Seattle years when he had Marshawn Lynch, he likes running backs that can pound you know, right up the middle, like running through the middle. That's not going to be how they're going to use Travis Etienne. What I think will end up happening is it'll be very similar to what Bevel did with Swift last year. And remember, Swift, I said, was, I thought, my best NFL-ready three-down back last year, um, even more so than than Jonathan Taylor coming to the league. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, once again, had the better season last year in, in you know, freely admit that. But part of that too has to do with, look, everybody that had DeAndre Swift remembers week one last year of the 2020 year at the end of the game, um, dropped a pass on the, on the last play or second to last play. I think it was like a fourth down, dropped a pass right in his hands in the end zone would have won the game. We didn't see it. I mean, his face was on milk cartons for like months. I mean, it, it took him until the back half of the season to really even fight his way back. You saw Adrian Peterson. You saw like Kerryon Johnson. You saw all these other contributors. Swift wasn't getting on the field. And uh, and me and my co-host from the Fantasy Football Manac show, um, we were like, dude, put him back in. He dropped a pass. Get, get him back on the field. Anyway, you know, obviously Matt Patricia gets canned. Swift comes in and he and he has a great year at the end of the year. That's kind of what I feel is going to happen with Etienne. This system is going to produce, I think, two running backs that are very, um, I guess you couldn't call them prolific because I think we'll get a good snap share. I think we'll see a lot of two back. James Robinson absolutely will have a valuable role in this team. And lately in the last, you know, probably even the last couple of weeks here, his average draft position has actually been you could call it skyrocketing because, I mean, it was buried before. Now he's getting up higher again. So I think he offers reasonable value at where he's being taken, but obviously reasonable risk as well. Now, where uh, where Travis Etienne is falling, whereas before he was kind of ranked and being drafted ahead of James Robinson, now he's fallen back behind him, you know, pretty significantly. He's currently, according to Fantasy Pros, the 35th um, ranked running back. His average draft position overall is around the 83 range. So if you're in a 12-team league, that's around the seventh round, the back part of the seventh round. Uh, if you're in a 10-team league, you know, you're looking at the, um, 
you know, the eighth round. So you're looking at a seventh to eighth round. I think that's pretty good value for Etienne. Just keep in mind, my opinion is, um, and we've seen the press, <clears throat> they're starting to line him up um, kind of as a receiver, kind of the slasher guy. Um, they already have LaVisca Chenault kind of playing that role. Uh, you know, the the new offense coming in, I think we know what we're going to get with Bevel. Um, but, you know, just bear in mind that it might take a few weeks, like J.K. Dobbins last year, like um, DeAndre Swift last year. And by the way, if Mac didn't get hurt in uh, in Indianapolis, I think Taylor, I mean, you saw the snap counts in week one. I don't know that Taylor would have <clears throat> really taken over that backfield until the, you know, I don't know about the back half of last season, maybe around week five, week six. And that's what happens to rookie running backs now. It it it, it generally takes a while for them to break through and really grab the snaps early in the season. So you have to keep that in mind. If you're driving Etienne, just assume that he's not really going to pay off for the first few, maybe the first quarter of the season, and then he's going to provide a lot more value towards the end of the season. So that's it for my little Travis Etienne vignette here. We'll be doing more of these on the show. Once again, Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide available on Amazon.com. Check the show notes below. Oh Sam, I wanted to talk about the uh, the poker event. We've been kind of talking about this um, you know, this poker event for the last couple of weeks. Probably you know a little early to be honest with you to to start talking about it, but things were looking so good and um, and I was so excited. I just wanted to bring it up and and you know kind of give a, a sneak little preview to our listeners that this thing was coming. But I can officially announce now uh, that we have a partnership with Ignition Casino. You can check them out at ignitioncasino.eu. Obviously, we'll have a link in the show notes below, so click there, ignitioncasino.eu. There's a free poker tournament for our listeners, and I love these things because they're interactive, and it's always great when you can win money without spending money. Um, Sam and I love these kinds of things. So uh, you can square off directly against me. I have a bounty on my head. So I don't know, um, you know, maybe we'll get, uh, you know, people coming out of the woodwork. Maybe Dog is going to be their Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to be there trying to get me. But, you know, seriously, if you knock me out of this poker tournament, you get extra cash. Um, you know, we'll have more information on just how much cash, but let me say this. It's not a small amount. It's a pretty substantial amount if you knock me out. And uh, and I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm an aggressive player, Sam, as I know you know. Um, I'll go all in, man. You know, I'll, I'll go all in with nothing. And I just try to steer stare people down and dare them to knock me out and uh and I get knocked out so the, the odds are pretty good that somebody's gonna get me um so you know, check that out we're gonna have more info on the bounties the prizes the sign up and all that good stuff in the next couple of weeks but you know definitely check out uh ignitioncasino.eu once again in the show notes below and summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's full-body grooming products. From the legends who introduced the greatest electric ball hair trimmer ever, Manscaped is now introducing the Ultra Smooth Package, a razor and formulation kit designed for the brave men out there who like to go to the skin when they trim their balls. Your new nickname is going to be the bald eagle after using the ultra smooth package. Men, there is nothing worse than ingrown hairs when you go to the skin, especially when it's summer bod season. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code sportsaholic20. You can get that code in the show notes below. Again, it's sportsaholic20, and it's spelled S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H-O-L-I-C. 
O-L-I-C, and then 20. Now, it is hard to shave close to the skin without ingrown hairs. The thought of it, especially in some areas, makes me shudder, so I'm so glad Manscaped has us covered. Now, Manscaped also just launched their new and improved Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer just in time for post-COVID summer. Your pubes don't stand a chance because the Lawnmower 4.0 is the greatest piece of glitzy grooming engineering this world has ever seen. The Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to make your package the perfect package. Step one, crop exfoliator infused with ingredients that help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Now, step two, the crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin with four essential oils. It's like a spa treatment every time you shave. Step three, it is time to shave. The crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, it's thicker with a microchrome bar that allows for the best shave possible from any angle. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands. Beach season is upon us, okay? It's time to get rid of that bare rug on your chest with the Ultra Smooth Package and Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Get 20% off. Remember, everybody, write this down here. It's get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC20. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off place free shipping with the code sportsaholic20 at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped. Once again, check the show notes below. We'll get you all the information there. And Sam, we are back. So I wanted to talk to you about the NBA. I sent you a text uh, earlier this week. I'm not sure if you saw I, I, You didn't acknowledge it, but I know you read my text, buddy. So I, I, I saw it. I just, when I, I saw it, it was later, and I was like, I don't want to text you and wake you back up and yeah. I, I, know. I, asleep, I don't I take know. it I don't take it personally when I don't hear from you Sam because you're you're good about responding now we have other friends <laughs> we have other friends who will only respond if there's a reference to a, a girl that we went to high school with right or if there's you know some kind of gift that might not be appropriate for anybody outside of a PG-13 audience or you right. know, or, may, or maybe even radio quick he's suddenly the the yeah. calendar opens exactly. up exactly exactly yeah. like if if we have if we have you know a very serious question to ask or if we need details on like a guy's trip or something we won't hear from him for 5 months cuz he's too busy <laughs> we reference somebody from our freshman year of high school we get a response within 10 seconds and I am, I mean, am I exaggerating, Sam? No, you are not. Not exaggerating it's at all. It's without clockwork. So, you and know he's reading the text. text. You and the other guy, you know, on the side and be like, this guy, man. Like, sometimes sometimes like, we will text a reference yeah. about a high school girl or send a gif or something like that just so we can engage him on the question that we're trying to get answered. <laughs> right. My gosh. So, and then sometimes he'll go back into hiding. Then he'll, yeah, then he'll go back. Oh, now I have your attention. Uh. <laughs> yeah, then he'll go back into hiding. But, but, and then the flip side of this is when he's not busy and we're not replying to his stuff, he gets really upset. Oh, yeah. You know, for that, for that 15 minutes a month where he's available and we're not. <laughs> or, or when he can have our guys' chats, our calls, and we can't, and he's like, why? <laughs> I just need to know why. I just need a reason why. No, you don't need a reason why. We're telling you we can't. Or, or when it comes from me, it's I won't. It's not a nice. Yeah, so usually it's I get I back won't. to you, but that time I did not. But I saw your I saw your text, and I I agree with you. Yeah. So what what I texted uh, Sam is look NBA finals. 
you know, it, it was it was kind of an epiphany, and I'm talking about the 2021. You know, as as we advance towards the NBA Finals, for me, it was kind of like an epiphany moment. Um, I look, <clears throat> I look at the the Phoenix Suns, and they beat the Lakers, and I'm thinking, ah, Lakers are a little banged up. You know, um, it is what it is. You know, it's the, the, these things happen, and then they swept in their next series, and you know what it reminded me of? This kind of young upstart team, and I know we have Chris Paul. I want to get into him too. Um, it, it reminded me of the the first championship the Golden State Warriors won, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know these these you know these guys, their style of basketball, it's cool. Probably are going to have to, you know, bang through, you know, things. Going to take them a while to break through, and then they broke through and were like the team for you know five years or whatever it was, four or five years. Especially when they added Garnett, or no, I'm sorry, Garnett, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Yeah, when Kevin Garnett <laughs> went there, no Durant. Um. And I'm just like, my gosh. And then I'm looking at, you know, we, we've talked about the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I'm just not a believer in the Bucks. They remind me of basically every good Orlando Magic team that we grew up with, you know, whether it's the McGrady years, the Hardaway years, the Shaq. Well, the Shaq years, like we said last week, I, I throw that out because if Shaq stayed, they would have won finals. Well, yeah, and the Bucks, like a complete Bucks game was the other night where they're basically up 17 the whole game um, yeah. and just needed to close out Brooklyn. And they're just taking stupid shots. They're their coaching is awful. Their adjustments are awful. They had a hobbled James Harden out there, and they didn't go at him once. Um, who's not a great defender on, on right a, when he when he's on healthy. a great day, but he's he's down to one leg, and you aren't going at him. I, I don't understand that. Um, just some just some bad stuff. I've never been a Milwaukee fan. Obviously, Giannis is a, is a great talent, but I've never believed that he's the actual MVP of of the league I've, I've been pretty adamant about that um yeah because when games you know like i said a game in against cleveland in february and you can put up numbers great but are you making your team better are you you know doing all these other things and yeah would milwaukee be asked without him absolutely but um when when does it when does it matter and i think you know uh brooklyn is gonna is gonna either just go and close this out in Milwaukee or, or they'll win this in seven and, and go to the next round, you know? So yeah. I've never, I've never been a huge Milwaukee guy. Yeah. And, and, and look, they could make the finals like Dwight Howard's Orlando magic made a finals, you know, and right. I don't know, got swept by LA. Maybe they won a game or something. I can't remember, but uh, that was the, um, no, like the Saul swept. Kobe um, championship yeah. runs uh, that the, uh, that the Lakers have. But you know, um, you know, back to uh, back to Phoenix. So I'm looking at these teams. Like Brooklyn, obviously is is banged up. Um, you know, you got uh, Harden, who's you know he's back, but he's not great. You got Kyrie um, out. Durant's great, and you know I still think they'll I still think they'll be able to eke it out. But now I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe maybe the 76ers. You know, I don't know. But the bottom line is, I'm looking at Phoenix, and I'm just like. Mm. They're the young upstart team, and we're not really paying attention to them. And I also wanted to swing it to this. We've talked about Chris Paul before. Man, is there is there a player in history, NBA history, and I guess we wouldn't know because this is it, more overlooked than Chris Paul because all he does anytime he goes to a place is he gets to conference cha- you know, finals. Every time. Yeah, no. Now, yeah. I know he's on the COVID list now. Yeah, that's <laughs> so crazy. It's, the it's, guy can't catch a break, man. It's because the, the last time yeah. they were on this this trajectory when when he was with Houston, mm-hmm. he, he pulled his what he pulled his quad or his hamstring or yeah, pulled could, something completely and couldn't play. Yeah, they had a three two lead on Golden State <laughs> right, if memory serves, right? right? Yep. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's the annual Chris Paul um, giveth and Chris Paul taketh away potentially. But you know, the, I, if they, there's also a note that if he's been vaccinated, the the protocol is less. So you know, hopefully, I guess for Phoenix fans' right. sake, that he's been vaccinated so he can get back into the action. Well, um, they 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 ended their their series so quick, and you know. Uh, Utah and, and Clippers are going to go a little bit, so yep. he'll have some more time to 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 make. Uh, yeah, like he'll be back be in the series. This. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, even if he misses, you know, game or games, he'll be back in the series. But the dude, all he does is win, and it's a shame in Phoenix that or I'm sorry, in Houston that um, he couldn't make it work with um, with Harden because those right. were pretty. You know, this were that was a nice kind of mesh, um, there. right? And I hope that he can make it work in Phoenix. But like, I got to say, like when when Paul got traded to Phoenix, I thought, up oh, there you go. You know, this is why you, I, I, you know, smugly, I'm like, that's why you got to just make it work, make it work with these guys. I don't understand. You know, he's going right. to Phoenix. You know, you're not going to hear from him. And then boom, Western Conference Finals. Well, and, and what he did last year with Oklahoma City, like, yeah, they were supposed to be a bottom barrel team, and they're, you know, they they got in the playoffs and made that run, you know, a little run in the bubble. And yeah, the guy, the guy's just a winner, man. Yeah, it's it's insane. And so I got to give Chris Paul like a, a, just a ton of credit. And you know, I don't know there are other because just by the nature of this discussion, there are other you know underappreciated guys. I always talk about Scottie Pippen just because of the Michael Jordan shadow about how right. good Scottie Pippen was. Because you know when he moved on, I mean his teams were pretty good. That, those Portland years, I think, were underrated. Um, right, but, Portland, you know, and then he went to Houston. Houston, and, yeah, and that was towards the end of his career, but he was still he was still really good. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I just Chris Paul, man, I can't say enough about about the guy. The guy is. Uh, he just wins everywhere and you got to like a you got to like a winner and and I think it actually will work just by the the personality makeup of the team I think it'll work there in Phoenix for as as long as he continues to play so or play there anyway you would hope yeah and supposedly he's going to opt out of his last year of his deal so we'll we'll see I, if I was him I would stay he, at know, this I, stage I, of his career I would I would stay right. he's going to opt out of a, his last year 44 million dollars yeah um, <laughs> I I would cash that check personally <laughs> Person. Yeah, but I mean, maybe he can turn it into a three-year, you know, eighty. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> like, like you can't you can't turn your nose up at that, especially if you can stay in Phoenix and they can build something. I personally think if uh, if Brooklyn can get healthy, I, I don't see anyone beating them. Um, Agree, but I don't think they will be. Yeah, we will see. We will, we will see. see. We will see. Um, and, and 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 Philly's got to get by Atlanta. I mean, that series tied now. Yep. You know, like. Philly and and Ben Simmons not being able to shoot and not being able to shoot free throws is you know last night they only had two players score in the second half <laughs> Seth Curry and Embiid yeah oh boy I'm sorry man you cannot win games if you if that's your only scoring like you got to get it from somewhere else and if those two guys are your only scores in the second half and Ben Simmons as an all star that's that's telling yeah you know yep that's telling you know. He's going away from contact because he doesn't want to go to the foul line. And he's a liability, you know, at that point, you know. <laughs> yeah. I saw in one possession the other night, he could have went up twice and he kicked it back out because he, he didn't want to get fouled, you know. <laughs> yeah. And because that's basically, you know, what are you going to do? That's the old that's the old pride thing, too. You know, these, these guys that can't hit free throws, just go granny style. We haven't seen right. it. The closest know, we've seen crazy. is Ronnie Cycli in the '90s, but the guys won't do it. Just hit, shoot Granny style, get the arc, man. They're gonna go in. 
Yeah, I mean, Rick Barry's son was doing it at UF last year. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was the best free throw shooter in uh, college basketball. <laughs> it works, man. You just got to get yeah. over the optics, man. Yeah. You're not going to lose spot. Look, if, you're, if you average an extra five points a night, the sponsorship dollars will come. Even if you're shooting, well, and, you'd be a novelty too, man. Like, yeah, I can, think about all like all the Pizza Hut commercials you're gonna get of just like granny granny shotting a, a pizza in, into a onto a table. I mean, it, like seriously, the novelty is yeah, uh, or like ice cream. You could do like scoops and stuff, <laughs> like you know, like I mean, I can see. I would do it know, just for the, the sponsorship, scoops, the tortilla, the tortilla scoops. You could be like. Yeah, you know, there's a million things you could you could do with that. Yeah, man, and and, and and you know so it'll stupid. come. You know, it so will. stupid. Someone will do it. Maybe we'll see. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Oh, I wanted to talk about the um, look the pay gap between men's and women's sports, um, and specifically the pay gap, like the the U.S. Uh, women's uh, soccer team, um, and the pay gap between the men's U.S. Uh, you know national soccer team. And Sam, as we've talked about, you know when these things kind of bubble up. Um, a lot of times I'll look at it and I'll think, oh gosh, because I'm I'm more of a kind of a, a business you know, person when these arguments come in, I say, well, look at the money generated between men's sports and women's sports. And so I don't look at gender disparity. I look at money disparity. For instance, if let's just say, um, gosh, I don't know. Let's, let's say for example, well, shoot, let's just take the U S women's soccer team. Let's say the U S women's soccer team in the United States was generating four billion dollars a year, or you know, maybe more realistically, like four hundred million dollars a year. Okay, and the men's national team was generating two hundred million dollars a year. I think women should be paid double what men get paid because they're generating right. double the revenue. And right. so this is, you know, when we've talked about the WNBA and we say, look, you know, they don't generate the same revenue in TV contracts and ticket sales and merchandising that the NBA does. So the right. thought of equalizing this pay, I'm great in equalizing the percentage of income, you know, and say, hey, look, you know, we will get 50% of what we get in, in terms of merchandising. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Let's make the percentages the same and then let's build the sport. Now, when I was reading articles this week, Sam, I found this interesting and I didn't know this. And so I'm, I guess I'm reporting it or whatever, or regurgitating the, the fact FIFA, when they sell... <laughs> This is this is dirty FIFA at it again. When they sell their packaging, right? So like TV rights, you know, this and that. They sell the men's World Cup, the women's World Cup, and I believe the junior World Cup as well in a bundle. So FIFA to this day, and I can't believe a business runs this way. FIFA to this day does not really know how much revenue women's soccer brings in. And so what FIFA does is they sell the package, and I think they give like 90% of that package to the men. And that, I believe, is not correct. Um, Do the men generate more? I would think so, just based on kind of global economics and, and what we see. Um, but the, the women and, and like there are economists in the, in the, you know, in the United States specifically that are saying, well, um, right now w- there's a very significant argument to be made that the women's team does generate more income. There's another thing, Sam, um, another argument that was made that I, again, kind of agree with is that because FIFA is a .org, you know, basically they're a non, um, I shouldn't say dot org. They're a they're a non uh, profit. 
They're a nonprofit. So they're arranged to try to grow the sport. They're not trying to assign profitability on all this. They're, they're trying to grow the sport. And so if they're trying to grow the sport and that is your business mantra and those are your marching orders, then gender has no bearing on that. And payment scales really don't have a bearing on that either. Now, let me say what I disagree with. The, the women's team wants U.S. soccer, the U.S. soccer, you know, whatever their department's called, I can't remember, to, you know, whatever FIFA pay, pays the men's, and I think, you know, the men's get bonuses of, you know, upwards like $40 million and stuff that, like, that the team will get paid out. The women's will be like, you know, $4 million. It, Like, it's a really nasty disparity. The women's want the U.S. organization to make up the payments that FIFA um, won't pay. So basically they're saying, hey, organization, hey, McDonald's, um, I'm not getting value from Burger King, so I want more money from you. That's, right. to me, that's what they're saying. That I don't think should be the case. And the women, you know, they're, they're going through the lawsuits and all that stuff. I don't think they're going to win that because there's nothing that the, that the U.S. national side, there's nothing they can do to control FIFA rates. It is what it is. Right. So they shouldn't be holding out for that. But and I think the the U.S. you know group has said, yeah, we'll we'll try to equalize pay where we do have control over. I believe they've said that. Don't quote me on that because I, I can't remember exactly. But I gotta say, like the way FIFA's arranged, again, this is FIFA, so don't be surprised. But it's kind of stupid and sickening that they have no idea. And I think probably very misleading is is really where we're at. They have no idea what they're making. In women's <laughs> national soccer, they they don't they have no idea. They're just assuming the men are generating all the revenue, and I think that's the incorrect way to go about things. But what do you think, buddy? Well, I mean, in this country, I feel like the women's team has always been more popular. It's like one of the few sports where the women's side is and and women's gymnastics. I oh, yeah. feel like those two are like on like on an Olympic level or any kind of international play, like. You much like I can name a bunch of women's soccer players, much less I can I name any men's soccer players. Same mm. with gymnastics. So I feel like there there is a lot of opportunity and those women should be and I know they are as far as like um as far as um getting sponsorships and stuff. You mm. know, you'll see Megan Rapino She's making way more money off of sponsorship deals than anything she would make ever playing right. soccer. You know, and uh, Brandy Chastain, when she did her whole, you know, thing, when she took her shirt off and, and Nike, right. you know, she had the Nike sports bra. And, like, I mean, that made, you know, and then she became, I think she's still making money off that, you know, like, yeah. and I feel like, you know, there is much more um, allure towards women's soccer in this country then there is the men's team. Um, like I said, I can, I'm not a huge, huge soccer person, but I can name, I can always name women on the national team. I cannot say the same for men. I may be able to pull two mm -hmm. out of my ass, but I can't, you know, go down the line and name five or six or whatever like I can. Yeah. But it is kind of wild that FIBA's just like, yeah, we don't know. Like, <laughs> so we're just going to assume. And, and that's, I'm, very, I'm... that's a very, like, old world you know, you know, uh, way of thinking about it. And, and the idea that they don't know, I think is very misleading. Um, this is stuff you can track in Excel, like, right? You know, you can get a computer. I, I mean, goodness, you can do right? a study, you can do any kind of, you know, things to look at that. Like, I think Come that's on. a, you can that's see just a pig headed. Thing, yeah. You, you can know? see ticket sales. 
You right. can see jersey sales. All this stuff is line item. They're not bundled together. Give me a break. Now, the, the TV rights, okay, well, unbundle them then. Right. Unbundle them. Or, right. or sell, them off, sell them off differently and then maybe give a bundle discount. But you should – come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. You 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 gotta you gotta know what your business units. So are, are they making. are they striking or something? I haven't heard anything. About um, this. you know, um, we got the Olympics coming up. They're not, gonna, out? Yeah. they're not going to strike through the Olympics. Um, I think there's talk about them striking. Maybe you know, and again, the World Cup. They're not going to strike out of the World Cup. There's always yeah, I mean, going to be. That's where they. That's where they're going to be publicity you know that's where they get. That's where their, they make their sponsorship. Money. Their sponsorship so stuff. Yeah. So while it sucks that maybe this is a situation, if you don't have a platform. To, to be on then your sponsors are going to be like hey, we're not paying you <laughs> like you yeah know, and there there have to, there are you know collective bargaining agreements i think to your point and um you know what else there's um yeah and we got this lawsuit so we'll see how the lawsuit shakes out i, I realistically i don't see how how the united states um you know soccer coalition i, I just do not see how they're going to how courts will say oh yeah you got to you got to make up the gap that this this <laughs> You know, foreign entity. Um, I'm sure FIFA has U.S. De- you know operations as well, but there's basically this this um, European dominated entity is uh, they're not paying the the gender roles correctly. So you guys have to make that up because you have a, a partnership agreement with them. It would be such a such a game changing piece of legislation if that were there. It's such a precedent setting piece of legislation. I, I just I just don't see that happening. But uh, that's where we're at, but I gotta say, FIFA, thumbs down, man. Figure it out. Come on, come yeah, on. That's bad. That's bad optics. Bad optics. Anyway, I think you we know, can end the show. We're girl, we're girl dads, so you know we. Yeah, obviously true. we. we, you know, we gotta look out for that. Yeah, get what exactly. you get. Get you know, get paid what you deserve. Um, and like you like you said, and you know, like some of these economists say, you know, the women's program is bringing more money in than they should. You know, they should get paid, and I they you know there are cases like this one where they, arguably they should be paid absolutely more. If, if again, I say arguably not because you know, the gender thing. I say arguably because, you know, they actually have to prove that out. But they should absolutely be paid more than men, in my opinion, if they, if they generate more money. Bring it. Give more money. You know? Whatever. Anyway. I think we can end the show there, buddy. Um, once again, uh, Ignition, check them out. Um, we got the, uh, the link in the show notes below. Um, yeah, it's going to be good, man. The bounty on us. Uh, so once again, ignitioncasino.eu and then Manscaped, always happy with them. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. We'll be talking about, um, you know, some more fantasy football stuff and all that. That's always fun. Uh, so for, uh, Sam, have a good week. Everybody out there, be good. Be good. Welcome to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life. They got real lives, better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast, cause you might get put on blast, and you know just what we call it, functional sports calling. yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives, talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And I build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. YOLO.
And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are holy.